You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Let's go. Oh, look at you. Welcome back to the Wake Up Tucson show. It's the I Can't Believe It's Already Friday edition, as we like to say. Oh, boy. Like the speed of light. Welcome back. Very fun show today. Food Friday, we have cooking with Sean Sean, and she is the wife of Mark from Games and Gadgets. And she has a, she does a lot of cooking uh, kind of uh, lessons on various social media um, outlets. And she does a lot of amazing Asian food. And she has like, I don't know, somewhere between hundreds and thousands of millions of followers on some of these things. It's pretty wild. So I've actually eaten her food. She's amazing. And she also has led us to amazing places to eat. That's She's the one who's this, with her and Mark that I discovered the chef, really got back into the Chef Wang place on Grant, which is real deal. Real deal. Real deal. Uh, and then we have uh, Ed Ackerley will be here with two of the U of A students uh, from the University of Arizona Racetrack program who are actively part of the Rito Racetrack experience. Mike and Haley will be here. And they do the um, they do the paddock handicapping where they help you uh, win a horse. DiFilippo, if you're listening, I didn't get my lucky Lupe uh, update if the if uh, he's racing this weekend so please please let me know uh matt did you go to the hoop game last night or too late no way <laughs> <laughs> i thought about it i thought about i thought about going and then bailing at the second half i thought you know i could be in bed by 10 it turns out it's not too far off from how it actually went down but no i did not go i saw a little bit of it uh zulus tabellas that's what it sounds he like. He loaded 40 points. He had a career-high game. So, as we like to say, are they hitting their stride right at the right moment? So Yeah, and I think, you know, I I didn't see the game, and I'm not an analytical head but on this, but they had 23 assists, and I think that was probably the key to success was passing the ball around. That's, that's just my take, looking through the stat sheet. So, um, I, I, I want to congratulate. I mean, this is amazing. Um, so... The um, big news yesterday. There was, uh, I, I guess, I want. I should. I guess I, I should apologize to Worldview. Uh, there was a high altitude balloon collecting information over the Uni- over the Western United States yesterday, and uh, it sounds like Worldview is really getting into that business again and not doing space tourism. I I saw that. I also saw that President Biden uh, sent out an advisory. He told everybody in the Northwest to close your garage doors. To wow. protect safe information. He's oh, like, that close was, your garage doors. Oh, that that wasn't a worldview balloon floating across the stu- Oh, that was a Chinese surveillance balloon. I'm sorry. I thought it, <laughs> I thought it was worldview. I apologize. Sorry, uh, Ryan Hartman and whoever else is over there. Um, so I guess um, <laughs> I love this. So. It's been floating over uh, Montana, just sitting over three nuclear missile silo fields at Maelstrom Air Force Base. You, you know. <laughs> um, there, we're, uh, it's currently traveling at an altitude well above commercial air traffic. Now, think about it. They have a spot... <laughs> 
We got a spy balloon over our nuclear silos. And Kevin Bacon here says, nothing to see here. Please disperse. Uh, everything's That's under control. That's how it went down. Right. Uh, it does not present a military threat to the people on the ground. Okay, that's fine, because there's just a surveillance balloon. And they don't want to shoot it down because it might hurt the people on the ground. Right, when it falls. With all of our technology, <laughs> just, you know, we can't disrupt a balloon floating in the air over our country without killing the farmer in Montana. <laughs> so we're going to willingly, we're going to willingly put balloons up in the air that are going to eventually with with uh capsules that are kind of come back to earth <laughs> you can't make it up and then of course billy well, but the capsules will have a uh, parafoil cell <laughs> and then billy number two sends the arizona daily independent story about uh senate senate candidate mark kelly's spying company bankrolled by chinese government <laughs> Well, you know, yeah, we'd like to be partners in this. Can we see the drawings? You know, they they might have been able to get more information than the county than Allie Miller was just asking them a few questions about their business model. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this is this is amazing. Um, <laughs> talk about sending uh, sending. Um, you know, he went to China. He was part of the f- director of flight crew operations. I mean, I just love the idea that there's a CCP connection to Worldview starting. And then one of the CCP balloons just floats over Montana. You just... Truth is stranger than fiction. So for the whole business model, space tourism or whatever they wanted to call it, that that's their words, not mine. Right, the yep. whole business model. The only thing they've actually executed on is large-scale domestic surveillance, which, oh, by the way, is happening to us. Now, here's another question: How do the, how do the folks over at uh, you know Shays or wherever where where all the uh, where all the all the uh, local libs meet and have coffee and think about big thoughts? How do they feel about that? I wonder. <laughs> We're, 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 we, their tax I, I dollars some, were used. Some of they think probably were an overreaching imperial power that needs to be taken down a peg. Oh, okay. Got, thank you. <laughs> no, no, you've, you've, you've translated it very well. Hold on. Because I mean, they got a problem with Caterpillar equipment. I usually don't do this to myself. They got a problem with Caterpillar, <laughs> you know, being here because, you know, they were it was used, you know, on the West Bank, their equipment. You know, <laughs> that's true. Matt's not lying. They uh, they had a uh, a demonstration when uh, we were giving fifty three million dollars to build a building that at least Again, we're not Matt protesting. This is <laughs> the local libs. I was at that. Co- uh, was it Presta Coffee in the Mercado place there? Right. And um, what happened was uh, they had a sign there. It said, "Please join us for this demonstration of the Caterpillar headquarters." Right. Because the uh, Israeli defense forces use caterpillar bulldozers to knock over settlements in the West Bank. That's absolutely true. <laughs> so I just when when looking at Chinese surveillance balloons over the West, I just for some reason I, I thought about I thought about worldview. Um, here's the other question about the balloon. Where did the balloon take off from? Right? Did it take off from China and they just floated it over the over the Pacific, right? How do how do surveillance balloons just float over the United States and no one knows they're there until they're there, right? 
What's stopping the same people of putting some sort of horrible thing in it to go drop and go kill people or do something stupid, right? I mean, the U.S. military on the, and our, uh, our, our surveillance were blowing... The, the, the Chinese are blowing balloons over the Pacific? <laughs> Funny stuff. But yeah, you know, Biden told told the folks at the ICBM base put all the garage doors down so they don't see our classified information. So I thought that was that was very, very, very uh, good warning by the president. How many miles between Beijing, China, and Missoula, Montana? Missoula is five thousand six hundred eighty-three miles from Beijing. All right, so fifty, possibly a five thousand mile journey. <laughs> For the balloon. <laughs> or could have launched from international waters you off a ship. <laughs> that's I don't true. Know. That's true. I'm just telling you. And then, of course, thank God we have General Milley. <laughs> could have been launched from the chop in Seattle. We just don't know. <laughs> the chop in Seattle's not bad either. I like that. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> No one can believe. It's funny. I, I tell people that I have to send them the article that Pima County is 11 times more dangerous a place to drive than the, any place in America right now. Our, our fatality rate is 1,100% higher than national average. Uh, what else do we got here today? Chinese spy balloon. The U of A faculty finds systemic failures after campus shooting. I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, we did have a gun threat at the Carrington College building over on the other side of the interstate. Uh, Anti-drag bill. Uh, let's see. Pregnant drivers. Oh, uh, Goldwater did win their case officially. <laughs> the judge orders Phoenix to stop censoring people for the Super Bowl. That's official. Yep. So. Saw that. Good news. So uh, they asked if they could have someone. Of course, the city's been doing patrols for the last probably several weeks. But Imagine if you're a cop, or yeah. or I don't know if they're having cops. Do they that. said they're having city employees who I would guess are employees because they have jobs to do. Having them drive around this area look for illegal. Is signs. Huckleberry is the new city manager <laughs> of Phoenix. <laughs> oh, no. oh. <laughs> reached, reached in Wiki up oh. doing some shopping. <laughs> he had no comment. And uh, this is uh, very good news uh, for our and for Southern Arizona and our friend Juan Siscamani. He is uh, going to be doing the Republican response to the state of the disunion uh, in the Spanish version after uh, the crazy guy talks. Correct. Next week. Mm -hmm. So that's 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 huge. That's huge. So I'm sure uh, I'm sure uh, you know uh, there's plenty of. Uh, well, the Democrats will let it go. They'll they'll, they'll just ignore it. But I'm sure there'll uh, there's a uh, Republicans who ran against Juan the first time who are running around that they we got to get rid of him as our he'll 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 there'll be more guff from Republicans about Juan doing this than uh, coming from Democrats. I think so. Either between uh, you know Brandon Martin or when uh, you know they we're gonna replace that guy. I'm sure they're saying that uh, you know while they're having uh, coffee and yelling at each other. Well, you so. had said that there was. A movement to draft a candidate. It, it, oh, they're already they're already doing so it. So, are their names being thrown around? Or yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to okay. get in that much Got trouble it. with Patty uh, right now. Right. Okay. <laughs> Got it. I just want to. I just want to. I just want to ease into my weekend. So, 
Maybe next weekend. <laughs> okay. Six eighteen in the morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson, ten third of the Voice, local news and talk. Christopher D. Simone. I, I said, what kind of music? There, there were some decent birthdays, nothing amazing. So I said, let's do seventies dance party. So that's what we're doing. Seventies dance party with uh, DJ ESQ. You're on Wake Up Tucson, ten third of the Voice, local news and talk. We're like this, the Studio Fifty Four of Palo Verde. Wake well, up it's Tucson. hard to get in, but because it's, it's hard to find. That's, <laughs> that's, that's true. Wake up, Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. We're doing the fun 70s dance playlist here. So get up off your seats. Boogie down next to your cream of wheat, as we like to say. Uh, I, I had the uh, pleasure of hanging out with Dan Spencer from the Filthy Pirate yesterday. So I got to bring back a big honking giant bag of the first responder coffee that supports the Eric Height Foundation. And uh, so we, uh, I told Matt, don't make anything until I get there. And uh, so now him and I are both enjoying this wonderful brew. Wonderful, uh, wonderful bouquet. Oh, let's let's just do it. Let's do our tasting. I got Matt a spit cup. Oh, look at that slurp. That was beautiful. That's radio, baby. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, Wow. Warms and satisfies the soul, as we like to say. So, Filthy Pirate over in the um, Lili's Oriental Supermarket Shopping Center. One of the best shopping centers in Tucson. They got it all. Get a Bon Me. Yep. And um, bon some me. coffee and bon a boba me. tea, if you, if you like the boba tea thing. Now, I, 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 now there's, no. a, there's a boba tea place there, mm-hmm. right, that's near Dan's. It's fine. But I'm going to tell you, here's your here's your Christy Simone Lily's Shopping Center tent. Uh-oh. Actually, if you like that kind of stuff, don't get it from the Boba's place. Go to um, the Bon Me place. Go to Bon Dicted. Oh, okay. My, I don't drink that stuff. It's like way too sweet. But the people in my life who are experts on the Boba tea thing say that Don's at Bon Dicted is better than Boba. Just letting you know. So if you're into that, kids love that stuff. Go to Bond Dicted and get it over there. Just letting you know. So, um, let's see. Chinese spy balloons. I want to get to this one. This is from Leonard Downey Jr. Not Morton Downey Jr. No. <laughs> remember that radio, Remember that TV show? That was unbelievable. That could never happen again. Him smoking his cigarette. Leaning on that podium and just yelling at you. <laughs> and and didn't uh, Ray Lindstrom, that was going to be one of his 900 lines was going to be the, uh, he was going to have a, a thing with Morton Downey. I think so. <laughs> I forget how the story went down. They they waved it off for a couple of reasons. Um, I think his folks thought it would be, um, somehow they thought it would be uh, bad for his image and I'm like everything he does is bad for his image <laughs> like what, what, why, why draw a line now you know Whew. I remember that was on WOR TV in, uh, in New York uh, the Morton Downey Jr. show um, so Leonard Downey is a former executive editor of the Washington Post and is a professor at the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism at Arizona State University where they now have urinals in the men's bathroom. That's official. That's official. I don't know how we, how does someone make a classy uh, sign that makes fun of that at the next ASU basketball game that we play against them? 
I'll have to figure about that out. Now, off the off during the break, I'll tell you another classy <laughs> sign that I saw at the last basketball game I went to. That's true. We have, I have there's something else I need to tell you off air that I don't get in trouble, but it'll come back. All right. So this is the one I, I mentioned it yesterday, but this the, the, the title of uh, of Leonard's op-ed is "Newsrooms Can Move Beyond Objectivity to Build Trust." We only got a couple of minutes here because I talked way too much first segment, and then we'll get to it, but. Amid the profound challenges and changes rolling through the American news media today, newsrooms are debating whether traditional objectivity should still be the standard for news reporting. This is the sound of my eyes rolling back. As my soccer girls would say, time for an atomic eye roll. Right. I love that phrase, by the way. Atomic eye roll. A couple of our players used to do that, uh, especially when you had a, let's just say, a referee who had challenges being a referee. We're like, Speaking oh, of objectivity. Here comes the object. Here comes the atomic eye roll. Uh, objectivity, thank you, Professor, is defined by most dic- dictionaries as expressing or using facts without distortion of personal beliefs, feelings, prejudice. Journalistic objectivity has generally understood to be much the same thing. But increasingly, reporters, editors, and media critics argue that the concept of journalistic objectivity is a distortion of reality. They point out that the standard was dictated over the decades. Matt, get ready. Oh, I got to get my my button here. Here we go. Here we go. This is a perfect before we go to break. Um was dictated by male editors in predominantly white newsrooms to oh, reinforce their boy. own view of the world. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> as as uh, as the old uh, email conversation editor noted. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's go to break and then uh, I think I'm going to. I feel like as I go through this article again, column with you guys, am I? Um, Am I going to appreciate the dead honesty of just let's rip the Band-Aid off, too? But we'll talk about that when we come back. If you want to jump in, 790-2040 is the phone number. Wake up, Tucson. We're doing a 70s radio potty for you today. Here we go. Ah, the Jackson 5. When Michael was a normal boy and just not not uh, manifesting the uh, broken upbringing by his horrible uh, parents, so... This is where we're at. He still had a nose. He didn't cuddle up with Bubbles the Chimp or the skeleton of the Elephant Man at these points. So I remember those days. Two words, (laughs) pre-drugs. That doesn't help either. (laughs) We're going to... I sent you a video, Matt, that we're going to play in the fourth segment of the Tucson Crime Free Call to Action uh, with uh, Josh and Kevin standing in front of a classic Tucson boarded-up building, but we'll play that in the fourth segment, please, sir. So, yes, they put it on some sort of Shopify thing, so cute kids. Now, um, the uh, they're doing their best. So uh, let me get back to this op-ed on the uh, Washington Post about this objectivity thing is, you know, in journalism – you know, it's a drag, man. It's a drag. So this is from a former Washington Post editor who, thank thank Jesus, um, teaches at the Arizona State 
Cronkite School of Journalism. Um, so he says that journalistic activity is a distortion of reality. It points out that the standard was dictated by male editors in predominantly white newsrooms and reinforced their own view of the world. They believe that pursuing objectivity can lead to a false balance or misleading both sides. <laughs> this is listen to this phrase misleading both sideism <laughs> that's another big one uh, what about ism that's another phrase that's thrown about a lot lately in covering stories about women lgbtqi plus uh income inequality climate change and many other subjects in today's diversifying newsrooms they feel it negates many of their own identities life experiences cultural contexts and keeps them from pursuing the truth in their work now this guy's lost his marbles all right now what he just told you is by not being objective you can pursue truth in your work right now, the other part is that somehow being objective was something that was put on by white editors, male editors, of course, right? And somehow it's choking the reporters that aren't white males of doing their job to pursue the truth. So I would tell you That um, that is actually quite disrespectful to people of all uh, races, creeds, religions, and of, don't get too triggered, both, both genders. You're literally telling them that because you're pursuing your truth through your lens of being a black female, let's say, that somehow objectivity, you, you don't have to do that or you don't need to do that. What, what? What? That makes no sense. Right? So so the question is, what is the purpose of your work? Right? So you, And you say, so, and, and again, right, I, I've had this discussion, like, you know, with my brother and I have talked about, like, in the Catholic Church, if you sent a survey out to different priests and say, what's your main goal? Of, what do you think the number one uh, goal of the Catholic Church is? You'll get 98 different answers. Well, more than that. Chris's personal answer is uh, to bring those closest to God through Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry, I hit the wrong button. Sorry. Let's do that again. Okay. Now, um, but so we now have this idea that I, I guess I, I, my thing is where, where the, where the professor's screwing up here, the real column is let's be real. We haven't been objective in years. Let's just get real. Okay. And remember objectivity is not just distorted we talk about fake media, right? And, and and the Trumpster was right on a lot of these people about fake news, okay? Because remember, it's about how the... It's not, everyone thinks they're just... The, the media lies, right? And I'm not saying there aren't examples of that. But where they really distort the news and destroy objectivity, right, is 
I mean, this guy literally is disparaging covering both sides of the story, right? And once you stop, that's that's the both sides of the story spot is where they're losing it. Okay, it's about the sin of omission mostly. That's where the, that's where it comes, or it, it's omission, right? It or or it's it's not omission where it's a hundred percent gone, but the side that they want to tell you about is 95% of the story and the rest the, the other side that they don't dig so much and personally gets like a, a, a sentence, right? And I used to remember, I, I, I listened to NPR and I remember hearing a story basically in the Obama days, right? Probably second term of Obama and them and, you know, the Republican House and blah, 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 right? And they it was like, let's call it a two-minute story, right? And they went on, they had sound bites of uh, Obama for a minute and 53 seconds, right? And then instead of giving whatever Republican in the House or the Senate a chance to look a competing quote, it just said, and Republicans disagree, right? Well, that that's the sin of omission, right? Or at least reduction of the other side, right? And the way you present it, right? And I've been, and so a friend of the show who got, interviewed by TV who never been interviewed by TV in the last few months him and I were talking about it yesterday and he's like well it was really frustrating I talked to the guy for 20 minutes before the cameras rolled talked to him for 20 minutes while the cameras rolled and they only played this one sentence yes sir the lesson is Chuck Schumer does it all the time you have to have like a 10 to 20 second sound bite and that's what you say yeah correct. he's a master at it correct I loathe the guy, but he's, I mean, I just that's disagree lo- that's with him. That's loathe, he said, not love. Loathe. Loathe. Uh, <laughs> like lithe, <laughs> but loathe. <laughs> but do you understand? Of course. You have to play the game. But to your point, to your point, the the every media outlet plastered out first Latina mayor. Nobody that I know of ever reported uh, that um, Leah Marquez Peterson, for example, was the first Latina elected to statewide office. Not one. Well, they're not too happy about first uh, uh, Juan being Juan's thing with Congress. And also. I will. So to continue my example, sorry, sir. Did you see? <laughs> no, I mean, you're right. I mean, thank you for the, thank you for the, for the lead in. And on Juan, when he got the appropriations committee, kind of a rare thing. Not the first time ever, but a rare thing for a freshman to be on the uh, appropriations committee. Yes, sir. Uh, yet, um, the Sierra Vista Herald uh, covered it, but not so much here. And Sierra Vista, Arizona Daily Independent, and the Casa Grande newspaper covered it. Sure. And so the deal of it is, well, first of all, that gives some clout to southeastern Arizona. So, you know, there you go. It has some power. And uh, second of all, I said this before. They all got a case of the vapors. They were falling all over themselves to report that uh, Gabby Giffords was was named a, a blue dog Democrat. Well, big deal, you know. But uh, remember, there was more stories about Adelita Grijalva sending out the press release that she's the first Latina board chair. Yeah. So right. Um, anyway, to get so just to amplify your point about le- not giving oh, sin of omission when you're covering things. You know, it, it's sometimes it's not the bias of the report. Sometimes it's the bias by leaving something out. Well, it's always in the end. That's the easiest way to do it, right? Because sure. if you if you lie in a story, it can be proven false, right? But if you just don't mention it, right? There's nothing they can just say. Well, why did you know? 
and there's not enough watchdogging to go on and say, well, why didn't you talk about this? Right. Sure. I'll always remember when I got I, I made the mistake of talking to Tim Steller on the phone about being on the Pima County Transportation Advisory Committee, and I was on the phone with a half hour with him. Right, and that was a mistake. Yep. Right, yep. and he just took that one little. He took one sentence from me, and then didn't tell me where he was going with the story. And he made a bullcrap. He lied about why I, uh, I, I voted for certain neighborhoods because he said that a friend of mine lived in the neighborhood. I didn't even know that. I never been to the guy's house. Yep. Right. That was his big gotcha on D. Simone. Right, and he ignored the all the story that basically we did uh, three to four town halls. Right. And we took input from the neighborhoods who told us their tales of woe. Mm -hmm. So the neighborhoods that we chose that the one he thought was his big gotcha is a neighborhood that hadn't had their roads touched since 86. And the front of their houses are falling into the streets. Right. But that didn't make the story. It's DeSimone's but a guy who talks about cronyism. Got, uh, and in the end, the other part of the story that's really pathetic. So we made our recommendations. Right. When uh, and then in the vote of the whole thing. Right. We all agreed that the recommendations of each district would be honored with the money allotted for each district. Right. And district one has the worst roads. You ever notice that Rex Scott never talks about the bad roads in District 1? We're the worst. We're the worst. We pay the most money of any district into taxes, and we have the worst roads. But anyway, I digress. Let's get back to this. So what I want to say is, is that he goes um, that this guy basically is saying that I um, that it's okay to be and so when you say this, when you say for you as a reporter to pursue your truth, if you want to pursue your truth, be a columnist. I'm okay with that. Be a columnist. And if you label it as opinion, it, it at least at least gives your at least at least gives your readers an opportunity to well, right, because that know that, what they're that's why, stepping into. Right, that's why this op-ed's crap. Because for years we've had op-eds and columns. I mean, articles and columns. So if you're a reporter that can't do it objectively, move over to the column. It's okay. So I'm, I'm going to give ourselves a little spit metal here, right? In the end, the truest form of having a discussion about issues is talk radio. Right? Because someone can come on here, even someone that we disagree with, and whatever they say will be 100% of what they say will be represented. It will not be edited out. It will not be clipped. It will not be, I'll just take part of what they said and use that to make my point in a story that's supposed to be objective. It just is. That, I mean, that's what's great about talk radio. It's all out there. So in the end, when this guy says, it's cool, you know, just, just, just say, look, we've been distorting news stories for decades. And this guy worked at the Washington Post during the whole um, Watergate thing. Right? So we're sitting here with a guy, that whole crusading thing, right? That all the president's men, right? That crusading. It, 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 this guy was there at the beginning, and now he's at the end saying, yeah, objectivity isn't working. We don't need to do that. Right? We're not, we're not doing that anymore, which is cool. Just, just be cool. Just be true about it. Just be upfront with us. You're a columnist. That's great. 
That's I'm cool with that. Just to thine own self be true, as Polonius once said. It's Shakespeare. I don't want to say it to the team. Let's sneak in uh, uh, Windows XP before I go to break. Windows, what's up? Morning. All those lies of omission. It's always lies how of omission, they, baby. How they fester. How they fester. Hey, an update on that China balloon. Yes, sir. <laughs> Apparently. Well, first, in the comments, some guy photoshopped Let's Go Brandon on the bottom of it. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was pretty choice. I mean, but it is a serious issue. But anyway, China has admitted it is their balloon, but apparently they thought the Super Bowl, they got the date wrong in the place. They thought the Super Bowl was this weekend over Bozeman, Montana. That is their explanation, Chris. What do you think? You buying it? Uh, I don't, uh, you know, I, you never know. They got but the date wrong in the location. And they're like, I don't, when are the Chiefs and Eagle fans coming? I thought this weekend's a big PR. The both states so. end with the letters NA, so it's easy to get it mixed up. So, so it'll be headed our way, Chris, soon. I, yeah. So anyway, I woke up to that story. I was like, my Lord. And then they, they apparently reported it as a UFO. Canada's saying we have no clue. Shocking. And the people reported it, so they had to admit, yeah, there's a Chinese balloon up there. So we were having that discussion yeah. earlier. Where, where where did the balloon launch from? Is that from a sub? And Who they, knows? Right? I, I, it's a hell of a... We launched from Gavin Newsom's house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. God bless you, buddy. Later, amigo. All right. 6.49 in the morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson. When we come back, we'll, uh, I got a video from Josh and Kevin. Tucson Crime Free Coalition for Tuesday's Board of Soup meetings. Cooking with Sean Sean's happening at 7.07. Then we have the kids from the U of A racing program coming up with Ed Ackerley. And then Major Mayhem uh, uh, is on the third hour. Just wait, there's more. Wake up, Tucson. 10.30 voice. Local news and talk. Woohoo! 1984, Matt Neely at Gibson's in Tempe watching... Uh, no, it wasn't Gibson's. What was it? Uh, 78. 78. <laughs> Pre-Wells uh, Fargo Arena at the ASU Activity Center. Nice. 77, 78, one of those. Yeah, Great uh, great show. Boz and who else? What was the other act? And so Stevie Nicks uh, came out on stage with, with uh, Boz. Ah. Um, and Little River Band opened the show. Beautiful. Uh, Sean Sean's here. She's uh, heating up twice cooked pork for us today. <laughs> All right, life life is good. We're doing twice cooked pork and filthy pirate coffee for our breakfast this morning. Uh, f- I stole this from Farlow this morning. So, hey, John, <laughs> it's a picture of the uh, groundhog next to the Italian flag, and it says, "This is the Italian flag uh, groundhog." Someone asked him if he saw his shadow, and he said. I didn't see nothing. <laughs> His name's Gino. G- G- I added Gino. And a quote from Gino is, uh, snitches get stitches. <sighs> Nothing better than a Goomba groundhog. <laughs> Pinky ring. <laughs> He's got the little necklace with a little horn on it. You know? <laughs> Driving his IROC Z. <laughs> <laughs> That's profiling. Um, all right. So Friday, we made you aware of this. Uh, there is, I've heard this from a couple of people. Uh, when I reported this on the air last week, earlier this week, some folks in Pima County uh, were having a cow. Or as okay. the great Bart Simpson once said, 
Don't have a cow, man. They say. Uh, this whole thing where Adelita wants to choke the other um, supervisors in relation to how they put agenda items on. And so it's the idea that they have to do it with, what was it, 10 days, 13 days in advance of a meeting. You have to fill out the form correctly or the unelected bureaucrat at the clerk of the board can kick it back to the supervisor. Then it has to be approved by Adelita's uh, county attorney. And then if he doesn't approve it, it doesn't get on the agenda. So if you, not only does uh, Adelita Grijalva and whoever votes for this wants to uh, s- screw you out of your First Amendment rights at the speaker at the uh, call to the audience. She would also like to squash the um, the free speech and ability of your county supervisors that you elected to get uh, the business onto the agenda. So let's go to uh, two familiar friends of the. Sh- uh, we got uh, Josh Jacobson and Kevin Daly on this video. Matt Neely. And um, they're standing in front of the uh, some building that has uh, basically closed down and has lots of wood boarded up. <laughs> it's a classic Tucson Tucson site. So let's go to Josh and Kevin in the streets of uh, Pluskin Acres. Good morning. My name is Josh Jacobson. I'm joined here by Kevin Daly. We are two of your Tucson Crime-Free Coalition steering leaders. We have an urgent matter to bring to your attention. This is a call to action for the upcoming February 7th Board of Supervisors meeting. The Board of Supervisors will be voting on a change to the process as to how the Pima County Board of Supervisors are able to put agenda items on the meeting agenda. As it is now, our elected supervisors are able to hear from their constituents and they are able to put agenda items on the meeting agenda as they see fit. This new process would include a bureaucratic process where the clerk of the board would review all agenda items and then it would be submitted to legal for the legal counsel to review the validity of the agenda items. We see this as a giant imposition. We elect our supervisors to represent us and our concerns. We do not need a bureaucratic process and legal getting in the way of doing their job. This is the time that we need you to speak up. This is your opportunity. This is our call to action. Please, uh, the instructions are below are exactly what we need you to do. And we need you to drop what you're doing right now and just take 30 seconds and get this message out to our Board of Supervisors to not change the way things are done. It's been working forever. This is it. This is your call to action. We need your help. Share this information. Get it to the community. This involves all of us. This is a nonpartisan issue. We need everybody to weigh in. Do not change the process for the Board of Supervisors to do their job. Thank you. All right, this is happening on Tuesday, so if you can email beforehand or show up to that meeting, that would be great. Uh, a couple of my uh, folks in the military have, uh, I, I have to confirm this uh, this rumor, but the uh, the Chinese spy satellite uh, a balloon over Montana didn't have one, but it had it was carrying two fried chicken sandwiches. Well. So I don't know what that means. Is, okay. I don't know what, where to go with that. So, Cooking with Sean Sean's coming up. She's the wife of our friend Mark at Games and Gadgets. She has an amazing online uh, cooking show uh, on various social media platforms, and she's 
I can smell it already. We got twice cooked pork coming up for our breakfast. Nothing wrong with that. And then we have uh, the folk, the kids from the U of A race program at seven thirty. And uh, you know we're going to make you some money handicapping the races at Rito tomorrow. Opening day tomorrow.